Bienvenido al podcast de la Esquina Final de Fórmula 1 Gran Premio de la Cuartidad de México 2021. Hola. Hola. That was unexpected, but very good. Well done. I've worked on half of that, but mm. I thought I would try. I thought it's been a while since we've tried to go back to the native languages. Mm. So, what did you was... actually say there? Welcome to the Final Corner Podcast for the Formula One Grand Prix of Mexico City. Wow, I'm impressed. Very well done. Apologies to any Spanish-speaking people who <laughs> may done with us. And English-speaking people. Yeah, anyone who <laughs> listens, I apologise. So yeah, Mexico City back on the calendar for the first time in two years. Excited? Not excited? Mm, was excited for the start. Yeah. That'd be Listen. pre-race, that is. Sharp turn one after a long straight, so... Mm. I mean, it did deliver in that respect. Mm. Has there ever been an amazing race here? I'm not sure. Mm. No. It's a funny track, isn't it? It's really narrow in places, but then it's got that massive long straight. Yeah. Mm. And it was supposed to be the easiest track of the year to overtake on. <laughs> you only needed a one-second speed of Bantus to get over, which I think Bantus was the shortest. Yeah, no one told Valtteri. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we should be more positive this week. Let's try and be positive about the race, oh, okay. not just mm-hmm. doom and gloom. So qualifying straight away. Yeah, Red Bull screwing over to hometown boy a bit <laughs> by swapping out his rear wing for Max's broken rear wing mm. after a FP3. Apparently they had cracks in the rear wing and they were basically gaffer taping ah. and super gluing the rear wing back together. I saw that. I didn't realize they'd swapped them over. Yeah, so after FP3 swapped Max's broken wing for Sergio's good one and gave <laughs> Perez the broken one. But to be fair, you can't really blame them. No. Given the title circumstances. Mm. But it was a bit of a shame for the hometown boy. I mean, he still qualified P4, which is what he needs to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody in the stadium wanted him to be on pole. But we don't know. We'll never know if that was a big performance factor. Although it must be, otherwise they wouldn't switch it, right? Yeah, he says it impacted him a lot, but it was only just over a tenth of Verstappen in the end. Mm-hmm. It was P3. Um, probably the big, big exciting bit was that Lance Stroll crashed immediately in Q1. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, he did a Valtteri Bottas, but they moved the barrier. <laughs> yeah. So he hit it slightly differently. It was just a bit strange. He was just slightly offline, and I yeah. don't get why it was so slippy. Yeah, I mean, I know it's dusty, but it... It just seems much more exaggerated somehow, didn't it? Mm. It was weird all weekend, though, right? Well, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know if he's counting down to next season or what, but um, pretty lackluster, unfortunately. Some weird moves in the race as well, and that that was slightly weird. I believe he said that he tried to keep it nailed out the final corner because he knew the finish line was there. He thought if he could just get to the finish line, he'd set a time or something along those lines. <laughs> Crash after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way to approach it in Q1. No, I'm sure these engineers would have been happy to hear that. Mm. I was trying to crash immediately after (laughs) finishing. Yeah, it's it's Q1 in that car. I don't need that much of a risk, I don't think. No. No. Uh, No. Uh, Alfa Romeo were going pretty well. Raikkonen and and Giovinazzi both got through to Q2, Mm. but uh, Antonio almost binned it in the middle of Q2. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Another kind of strange crash. He just lost a rear mid side he was in the barrel. It was like he hit the handbrake or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a brake bias thing, but. Uh, did he. Do you know? He got it out of the wall, but did he set another lap time or was that it? I think that was it. Right. He came back into pits. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he went back out. Right. Yeah, I don't shame. remember seeing him come out again. I, I would say that Alonso being knocked out of Q1 was a shocker. Hmm. That was uh, not a good performance from him. And Ocon was only just ahead of him. So Yeah, seems to be the car as well, doesn't it? Mm. doesn't seem to work. Or it could be the engine. They are the only team running that engine. Yep, it's a very good point. And they're at a high altitude here, so it could be a factor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because that was supposed to be a big fight for Mercedes, but they seem to have found a trick to get around them. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was bad for Alpine as well, because uh, Ocon was the one that got through, but he was the one with a penalty. Yeah. yeah, I think he was supposed to be towing Fernando around, and it just didn't work. No, disaster. Yeah. Uh, 
probably the only other kind of surprise was Sonoda uh, got through again. Yeah. But mm. then Norris was only 10th because I think he had a penalty, so he was just trying to toll. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was genuinely surprised uh, the, through the weekend with the lackey pace that uh, McLaren had. It wasn't uh, indicative of a team that's going to finish third in the constructors, I don't think. No. It was a bit, but it could be just be this track. It could be these conditions. However, they have got the Merc yeah. engine, so I don't know what's going on there. No, I didn't feel like they got on top of it at any point the weekend. No. I mean, Especially on the race. Suppose, yeah. well, we'll come on to it. Ricardo's race was spoiled at the start, and so I qualified in seventh there, not too far behind Sainz. It could have been different. And he was right up alongside, like, was it Perez into turn one? So I suppose part of the performance mm. was masked by, by that. But yeah, Norris That's very true. didn't exactly carve through the field, I didn't think, in the race either. Um, no, no, nobody did. Well, that's true, yeah. It was, it was kind of mm. static. Yeah. The, the huge thing for me was the whole mess up of the Red, Red Bull missed the opportunity to get pole, I felt. I don't know if mm. you agree with that, because it, after qualifying, it felt like, oh, hang on a minute, it's the first Mercedes lockout all year in the front row. So mm. actually, the whole we were talking last week about oh, the Honda's going to be good at altitude and the track suits the Red Bull car, and then here we are in qualifying, Mercedes smashing it. It mm. turns out Red Bull did have the pace; they just didn't get the qualifying right. And there was this whole yeah. shenanigans with Sonoda going off, Perez going off, Verstappen calling them an idiot, <laughs> and social media latched onto that. It was very brutal out there, I thought. Uh, but yeah. I don't think Sonoda did anything wrong. No, no, I was going to ask. What did, do you think? Do you know did the right thing? He was trying to get out of the way of Perez. It was coming up and went off track. It's pretty anticipated he'd kick up dust, or should there have been some sort of radio? Well, to Perez to say you'll get out your way. Mm. I mean, there's a radio message to Sonoda that says they're four seconds behind, and as soon as he gets it, he pulls off. So what else can mm. he do? Mm. If he doesn't pull off, he's going to block him on on the track, in my opinion. Mm. And, yeah. and Perez made a mistake, and dis- and it was disguised by, oh, Shinoda was in the way. I was distracted. That's my opinion. Yeah, there should have been better communication from the team. Because they may have told him they were four seconds behind, but why didn't they tell him that? They were approaching a couple of corners before that, when he could have just let them through. Oh, well, that's a good point, yeah. From Red Bull's perspective, it probably would have been quite okay with unblocking Perez, as long as he didn't block Max, <laughs> it was coming on another... mm. Few seconds back. Yeah. Did they block Max? Did they? Or was it a psychological thing? No, no, I think Max just saw the dust and cars off and reacted. But mm. he also locked up at the uh, hairpin as well, right? Mm. In the stadium and missed the apex there. That can't help. No. To me, it was almost a psychological no. thing that then messed him up with a few corners later. Although I'm sure I don't have the micro sectors to um, validate that's what's happened. Um, but certainly this, the end of his lap won't have helped the time. No. Mm. Plus, another pole position for Valtteri. Yeah. All those engine penalties are paying off, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. But Good performance from Valtteri at the end of the day in qualifying. Yeah, I'm just, where's this pace been all year? Mm. Yeah. Why haven't we seen it at all? Maybe pace is not the issue anyway, as we'll come to later. No, <laughs> it never, never has been, I don't think. Oh, no. Uh, do you want to go straight into the race? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so start. I thought this had been a as long as both Mercedes got away well. Yeah, they would have been fine in the turn one, and it'd have made it an interesting race because yeah. I didn't think, as you said, the Red Bull showed their true pace. So pre-race, I was thinking this will be exciting having Max and Perez actually fighting with the two Mercedes. But then uh, the curse of Valtteri Bottas, his driving skills, defensive skills, <laughs> came back. Uh, so they all get a pretty equal getaway. Lewis is alongside Valtteri. And then initially they're covering off the track. Fine. If you kind of split the track into four lanes, Valtteri was covering lane one and two and Hamilton was covering three and four quite well. Then all yeah. of a sudden, Valtteri edges over to try and defend against Hamilton. And that just opens up like lane one for Max to come steaming mm-hmm. around outside like the racing line and take the yeah. lead into turn one. It's the like, non-dusty route. Yeah, which is just utter madness if you're trying to help your teammate win the championship, which mm. I'm starting to doubt if he actually is, <laughs> to be honest. Bit of conspiracy theory. Yeah, 
Well, I think you'll follow team orders, but um, at the start of the race, it's you've got to see where you end up. But yeah, if he's told later on to move aside for him, he'll do that. But yeah, that was very poor placement. I do car. agree with you that I think the race would have been better, or more exciting, shall we say, for the lead mm. if Mercedes held on to the lead at the start. Um, yeah, definitely. nothing to do with wanting the Mercedes to lead or anything. I just think for the good of the sport, it would have been interesting. And to me, it's not just Valtteri opening up that lane. Of course, he's on the dusty line, but imagine if he just sort of outbraked himself accidentally. That he would still be able to sort of defend, and they would have been able to shot cut across the grass or something like this. Because you can mm. cut across the grass as Perez did without having to do the bollard thing on lap one, as as we yeah. all know from Alonso, right? I, I don't know. I feel like if I was Toto Wolf, I would have briefed that in. Right, if Max is on the outside, you outbreak yourself and you both go off and carry on from there. Uh, mm. But that didn't happen anyway. Well, both Lewis and Toto were like probably yeah. critical of him after the race. That yeah. Basically, he didn't do his job. Because it was quite an easy defence for Mercedes, because they both got a good start. Just need to hover off middle of the two lanes, basically. Mm. And they mm-hmm. kind of get past. Uh Oh, Valtteri just didn't do his job. Yeah, not ideal. And then he and then he got spun around by Ricardo. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the shenanigans started. The chaos. <laughs> the carnage. I would have liked to have seen a penalty for Ricardo. There is that controversial yeah. to say that? No, I agree. Only because you know, if you think back to Gaza getting five seconds for Alonso at Turkey, um, that was ma- so tiny and marginal. Mm. And this. At first, I thought, oh, well, it does look like Bottas has sort of changed direction at the last minute, and what can you do? But Ricardo should know of his experience. He's on the far right, dirtiest side of the track. Mm. And he under-rotates, he locks up, and then makes contact. So, all right. I mean, the penalty, I suppose, was he's lost his wings, so his race is ruined, right? So in that respect, it's common sense. It's just based well, on the previous penalties in the year. It just felt a bit weird. I would say it's common sense because Valter then spent the next 50 laps stuck behind him. <laughs> yeah. So he ruined his race twice, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I thought that was worthy of a penalty. That was pretty poor from Daniel. Yeah. Unfortunate. It's, yeah, it just didn't help, did it? The whole yeah. thing because it was, I'd say, ruined his race. I assume he had damage on the car as well after that. Mm. I know he obviously the front wing was taken off, but. I think the car itself was down. Yeah, well, further around the first lap when he's got no front front wing, George Russell slams in the side of him. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot. Yeah, that. so that I think might have... Maybe they replaced the front wing, but to speculate, this, the, the barge boards or the side arrow will surely mm. have taken something from that. I think there's Russell on his right, and is it Rankinen on the outside? They both make... They, yeah. There's all contact with all of them, so the alignment could be out all sorts. Yeah. There was another incident just after turn one then with, uh, I think it was Ocon getting sandwiched by Sonoda and Schumacher. Mm. Sonoda yeah. runs a bit, does the outside line at turn one, but then just kind of drives, it's like he's driving on the white line towards the corridor and it's just, it's like just terrible placement for Ocon because he's got two mm. cars as he to try to make the apex. Neither of them are ever going to make the apex <laughs> where we're there, but both attempt to get there. I think uh, yeah. I think Mick's more trying to avoid the Bottas on the right. When you watch the Ocon on board, you think, what yeah. the heck is Mick doing? But then you realise, when you mm. watch the Bottas on board where he's facing the wrong way, oh, right, there's a cloud of smoke and Mick's just trying to avoid it. So just the whole thing's just very unlucky for all the drivers I felt there. Yeah. I thought Sonoda should have bailed when I seen the on board. Right. Mm. But it's a split-second decision he's made to go for the corner or go for the grass. If you slow it down and look it back, it should go for the grass and he's still in the race and doesn't cause yeah. a crash. But I don't know if he even knows that Bottas has spun and that's why everyone's... Yeah, he might not be able to see it, right? Moving. Yeah. So, yeah, probably a bit unlucky. I don't think anyone got reprimanded or anything. Nah, for nothing. No, I don't think so. Just... I did think at first it's that Ocon managed to take two people out of the race at the same time, but it was <laughs> not his fault at all. He was lucky to continue, I felt. Yeah. Uh, two big impacts. Seems like if you contact just the wheel, you can you can be okay. Mm. Uh, lucky to have a front it? wing and stuff. That's why I don't care. He got two massive quotes from outside, but mm. who was it? Hell in the year who got the tiniest little tap on the front right wheel? 
I've got hungry or something in my head. Someone got the oh. tiniest little tap and it completely shattered the suspension. It broke the steering arms and everyone. Oh, I can't remember that. For some reason, I'm thinking Ferrari, but I, 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 oh, I remember the incident, but I can't think of the car. Yeah, but then Ocon takes these <laughs> massive quotes and nothing happens. It's like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how this the steering arms or suspension breaks. Something. It's not the same incident, but also the Alpha Tauri's front wing is so fragile. I mean, they might have changed it, but remember when they were going over curbs at some in free practices or qualifying, and they were just like it was just falling off. Might be, might have been Russia actually, Gasly. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, Ocon's also lucky to have mm. his front wing in place. I felt. Mm. And it was a great start for Hang Giovinazzi. who got up to six. Yes, I was hoping you'd mentioned that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then uh, he wasn't too happy with his team, who I'm guessing from the radio messages isn't keep aren't keeping him next year. Oh, he deserves <laughs> it though. <laughs> yeah. Well, he pitied before everyone else, and it just dropped on out the points. Well, also, um, it wasn't just the pitting early; it was the fact that when he rejoined, he was in traffic. Yeah. It's like, oh, mm. so you can't even do the undercut. No. So it's poor timing, yeah. and so he said in the post-race interview, "We pitted too early, and we came out in traffic. Not a good strategy." <laughs> well, I think yeah, he said on the radio at the end of the race, "Thanks for that strategy." Did he? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, Read it to that what you will, but mm. this, I think they said they're going to make the announcement after Brazil, but I'm, I'm reading between yeah. the lines here, probably not going to be given <sighs> So it, it follows on from what Tom was talking about last week and just how Alpha seemed to be mismanaging a lot Every of Every race they do something wrong, obviously. Mm. But that's... It, uh, on the flip side, they did Raikkonen very well this race, on a positive note. Um, mm. But it just seems like they trip over each other too much. I don't want to be too much uh, negativity towards them. I couldn't do it. I could not be the chief strategist or whatever it is. But this was definitely a misstep in the, with the benefit of hindsight. But not even benefit of hindsight. During the race, you could see it. Yeah. Although, uh, in that scenario, then then the shafted, they can't do anything about it. Right? So. Yeah. Well, what Alfa Romeo have said is that they fought once Bottas and Ricardo got past Stroll to fly away from him. Uh, mm. But once they got past, they just they were stuck in a train. They didn't know how to go any further forward. Right. Um, but again, that's a that's a big thing to depend on. Yeah. Why not just drop them? Why not go an extra lap and drop them into three year? Mm. Yeah, it was a weird one. Strange. It was a weird one. Yeah. Then it was kind of strange incidents. I think Ocon and Stroll, I think, were side by side after, I think, maybe... I can't remember if it was Ricardo who got past or if it was Norris in front. Uh, I think it might have been Ricardo who got past. Yeah. But there's a strange one, I think it's down at turn four, yeah. where Ocon just outbreaks himself and has to go across the grass uh, to avoid him. Oh, Stroll. To, I think it's to avoid... Yeah, Stroll. Stroll, yeah. I think he has to go across the grass to avoid the back of Norris. And when he rejoins, he's in front of Ricardo. Uh, he pushes Bottas off, Ricardo gets past him. They go side by side towards the S's. Neither of them make the corner. Yeah. And the only thing we've seen during the race was a slow-mo of them both sliding. But we have never seen what had happened. Yeah. So the post-race replays, I can show they were side by side for there. Neither of them made the corner, but then Stroll kept the place. Yeah. It's weird how they kept the place. So. Yeah, because he, they're both off the track. So it's not like he's... Mm. Nah, it's a weird one. It is a weird one. Stroll was just... Bizarre in that whole manoeuvre though. First, when he goes off to fall, yeah. I can't tell if everyone's braked really early or he's just forgotten to brake for that. It's a weird one, very strange. Yeah, it's it's like the sort of manoeuvre I do when I can't see where I'm going right. in a racing game. You, you think the corner's <laughs> like a hundred meters further along, but he should be better than that. Yeah, he should. Yeah, I, I think he's checked out for the year. Like you said, exactly. yeah. his form has been awful. It doesn't. He doesn't care because he knows he's got the drive guaranteed. There's nothing mm, to fight true. for in the points, so therefore he's just ticking the boxes, right? Even if he's not, and he's fully, you know, it, it just there's something in his head clearly that's doing that, and it feels that way, doesn't it? So. It does seem to correspond with his new race engineer as well, actually. I don't know uh, if there's something to that or not. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah bring back oh, the yeah, sass. Bring back yeah. Brad. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of racing here, did you see a uh, pass having a go with? Uh, Mazepin. No, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah. For a team that's drowned about the back, there's all sorts of drama going on down there. 
Mazepin and his engineer or the race strategist was having a go at each other at June qualifying. Yeah. And then after the race, Mazepin was talking to media about how basically Schumacher gets special treatment and all this. And it's like, oh my God. He said, at the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have all this drama when you're fighting for something, but you're at the back. Like, just calm down. Well, I missed, I missed so. all that, mercifully. <laughs> uh, no, not much else happened apart from that. There was a couple of good moves on uh, George Russell by Alonso. Oh, by the whole Kimi. field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, George. one off the other. That was. <laughs> George went uh, backwards immediately. He got, he got a good start and then just had no pace whatsoever. Weird that. Clearly, he got qualifying pace, but really, the that both the Williams were dreadfully slow during the race. Like, like mm. the T was nowhere, and Russell just mm. got over overtaken. I mean, that was a one of the. It was mm. interesting to watch. Kimi did a lovely move around the outside. Alonso did a nice move, but I don't think George really fought it that hard. No. He was having a nice scrap with Kimi for a, a couple of laps before yeah. that, and then as soon as Kimi got past, that was it. Everyone. Yeah, nice drive from Kimi, but unfortunate. The, mm. For whatever reason, the Williams didn't work at this venue. No, but at least it causes up that fight if there is a fight <laughs> for second last in the championship. Yeah, fourth last. Sorry. I mean, it's still got a good. They've got a good gap though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's it's possible now that something could change. Telling you, Raikkonen win in Saudi Arabia. I was thinking <laughs> about that. <laughs> Putting in the stars. Uh, well, the only thing I found interesting about the race was uh, Valtteri Bottas' attempt to get the fastest lap, which was just <laughs> bizarre. It was complicated well, to keep track was, of, wasn't it? There was some gamesmanship going on. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to talk us through yeah. it? Well, it was um, when he came out. Was it he came out behind Max, and mm. um, when he started closing in on Max during his fast lap. Max accidentally made a mistake, <laughs> um, which meant that when Bottas got up to him, he was held up. And then Verstappen then started going slower. Bottas unlapped himself, and then Verstappen sped up so as he got blue flags. Yep. So he then had to pit again. But because he and can pit again, the whole thing was worthless. <laughs> it was, it was, but there was also the chance that he he forced him to abort essentially one run at it, and if there'd been a yellow flag somewhere or oh, something like that on the last lap, he, he couldn't have had it. So it was quite it clever. I, I did, I did like um, Bottas when he done his second soft tire stop, as he let Russell pass, so he could get the DRS down the main straight, and then overtook him again down ah. turn one, so he had the DRS. Didn't see that. Clever. No, I wonder a, what happened there. Yeah, so that was for that was on the last lap he'd done that. Mm. So he let him let him through towards the stadium, like basically parked the car and waiting for him. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, got the DRS. So I wonder if there's a radio call down the pit. Oh, lane. I'd love like, to hear please, that. Please don't fight this when Valtteri tries to overtake you again. Um, I did notice that on the position tree that um, Bottas had dropped behind Russell, and I thought, oh, he's screwed his last lap now. Mm. I didn't realise it was deliberate. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. At least it gave something interesting in the race because yeah. uh, as soon as Max got in front and then nailed the safety car restart, it was just race over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a fair play to that. Perez. Yep. Perez kind of closed in on Hamilton, but I didn't really feel like he was ever going to get him. No. The AWS thing again was annoying me. Because did you notice it came up and it said 18 laps before striking distance, and then while it was still on screen, it changed to 13 laps. Wow, five <laughs> lap difference. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't even disappear from the screen. It just it changed the number, and it just I just wish they wouldn't bother with it. Because with traffic and everything else, you can't make these predictions. I uh, with you, but it's paid for. Yes, <laughs> I do think it kind of takes away from the. Just watching not the knowing. race as well. Yeah, yeah they're mm. kind of not knowing and yeah. being hyped up and things like that. It's excitement where you just see a graphic that says, in five laps, he'll be passed. It's just yeah. kind of... it's You've got time to make I make a cuppa. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's the same sort of that. It's like, don't bother watching for the next 15 minutes. That's a yeah. good point. The, the, I thought the battle was fascinating to a point, and then on lap 62, Perez mm. got 
DRS and didn't, couldn't do anything. Yeah. And it fizzled out. And apparently it's to do with, oh, the altitude, you know, the cars overheat when they get close by, um, which fair enough. But uh, Then it was yeah, back was on on the pulled nuts, but last lap, and there was a half a chance again, wasn't there? Mm. Was it when Bottas was following Ricardo early on in the race, he would not stay in the slipstream at all? Yeah. No. And I always thought, just stay in the slipstream for one or two laps maybe and then try and overtake and then deal with the overheating afterwards. But enough. clearly there was something Yeah, because I was going to dive in on Bottas again for trying to struggle to overtake Ricardo. There was definitely two occasions mm. where I felt the racecraft was a bit iffy. But yeah. yes, the overheating was clearly a factor. You couldn't get the full slipstream mm. effect uh, quite as, as you'd wish, I think. Yeah. yeah. There was one where he had Ricardo right on the inside of turn one. He just backed and out. He was going around the outside, so racing line. And if I just kept his foot in, yeah, he'd have probably got him. But he'd, he'd Raikkonen and Alonso were in similar positions on Russell and went round the outside. I know it's different cars, different drivers, yeah. but yeah, he just sort of tried to get a cut back, but you can't really get that. Or maybe he was thinking about the second DRS zone, but it didn't. It didn't work out. He also tried to show mm-hmm. the nose on the around turn four into turn five. I do like that move. You know, I thought it was good thinking, but he wasn't close enough for it to work in that scenario, unfortunately. Because it could be a nice little move because yeah. you overrun turn four and you just nip, nip him into turn five. It's a bit too tight. It's a bit too tight. Yeah, but it, it gives him the um, possibility of scaring Ricardo out of the way, possibly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Good point. He scrapped is definitely an issue for yes. that, especially defence. When you say a special defence, how many times has he been stuck at the back <laughs> and not come through? Yes. I think there was yeah. one race this year, was it Italy? Someone really qualified on pole, but ended up standing at the back and still came through. Yep. I think it may have been Italy. Yeah. But it, every yeah, other time he's at the back, it, it just doesn't go anywhere. Mm. So there's a definite aggression issue. Yeah, yeah it's too polite. Um, but he did get a fastest lap at the end, and that was a job for Mercedes. Speaking of which, just going back on that quickly, did you hear mm. the Christian Corner radio message to Max at the end of the race? Uh, yes. That, that was amazing. <laughs> that was a highlight of the whole uh, fastest lap drama, I felt. Yeah. Very awkward. Uh, you've got fastest lap as well, Max. Brilliant. Uh, sorry, Max. No, 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 you don't. You, you don't have yeah. fastest lap. Sorry. <laughs> but on... I've seen it. There was a lot of debate after the race about whether the fastest lap should count if you're outside the top 10, but it should. That makes it. Without that, this would have been the dullest race ever. So. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying about being positive? I'm trying. Uh, oh, well, one. It was so dreamy. One huge positive was Max Verstappen absolutely smashing it, right? Uh, yeah. Perfect textbook mm. drive. To have the brain capacity to play around with Bottas as well and not let it spin you yeah. off stroll style into the barrier is very impressive. Um, I do feel there was a mess up in qualifying, but regardless, he also had. Okay, we're saying Bottas positioned the car wrong in turn one, but Max had the foresight and the guts to brake late on cold tires oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, speaking of which, on the warm up lap, did you, Mercedes were having a go at the FAA, right, for the slow getting to the grid slowly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it did feel like an inordinate amount of time. But I don't know. Mm. I don't, it can't be a deliberate thing, right? Because what's, what's, this, what's in the interest of Alfa Romeo to have. Cold tires of the people yeah. in front, but it just felt a bit weird. Yeah. Now, fair play to Max, he dominated. If you think, even with all that shenanigans with Bottas, where apparently he slowed down about three seconds in one lap, uh, mm. he still finished, you know, 17 seconds ahead of Hamill. Yeah. It's just ridiculous pace. Yeah, he was faultless, pretty much. Yeah. Um, peerless, peerless drive, and worthy of a champion. Dare I say it? Mm. I still thought up until this race, Lewis would do it. It's uh, you just don't know what each how each track suits each car and stuff. Nineteen points is yeah. not over, but it's getting there. It's getting there because Lewis could probably win each every race now, and Max just finishes second. Would that be enough? Do you think? And uh, no, it'd be after. No. Uh, after Brazil, if Max right. wins in Brazil, then you're right. Okay. Uh, if Hamilton wins every race, he still it's when it gets it. to that point, then it can it can be managed, right? Yeah. So, but Brazil is also the sprint race. Yeah, which could throw things up as of well. Of course. Could. Today. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I called. I thought it was over about twelve races ago, but that was a bit. Yeah, well, you, you, you <laughs> might be right. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to be optimistic. 
but I hope it goes to the end. Yeah, same. You can, you can, after the past few races, yeah. I think he's I think he's extended his lead every time. It's just it's starting to get to the point where it's going to fizzle out. One of only a few drivers to win nine races in a season, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think there's mm. Rosberg, Hamilton, Michael Schumacher, Nigel Mansell, Benson, and yeah. <laughs> that, and maybe Max Verstappen. Apologies for getting that stat slightly wrong. There might be one more driver, but yeah, he's one of only a handful now. So, and they all became champions. Did the other ones that we mentioned? So, there's an mm. omen. It's it's got to the point now where if he didn't, it would kind of feel like he was robbed a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's getting to the point where Hamilton's is desperate for a DNA. Yeah. It needs a DNA. Yeah, on the back foot. To be honest, yeah, the, the Red Bulls look bulletproof this year, so it's not looking like it's going to come. Yeah. Although, mm. who actually won the race again? Just Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Kygo oh. International DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, was it Kygo that was on the podium? No, but. It was on the podium. He did. He did the DJ after the podium. But as Max crossed the yeah. line on the on screen graphic, didn't say Max Verstappen. They said Kygo International DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not see that. Oh, Speaking of which, though, the podium at Mexico is awesome. Oh yeah, and the fans weren't they up for it? Wasn't it incredible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the way the car oh, comes yeah. up, amazing. I, yeah. I love that. And Max was just sat there with a big grin on. I thought, well, yeah, fair play. Yeah. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm sure the engineers hate it because they got covered in all the oh, bits yeah, and all the champagne but it just looks really nice to see that one thing I would start to say and I'm going to sound like a really boring old fart but they obviously mm-hmm. park Again. is it in ter- <laughs> turn 13 on the exit on the wonderful yeah. painted like runoff area uh, cars are still going around the track but there's driver- there's people stood on the track directing the other cars into position and they don't they're not fully two and three I like got the back still on the track I know they're going slowly but I just felt ooh Maybe I've been a bit too uh, overly cautious with the health and safety there. Of course, in MotoGP, you can do, you know, play golf, as we saw earlier this year. But <laughs> it's just felt weird with the F- F1 being as very rightly safety conscious as it is. That, oh, we've got people on the track waving, going, you park here, you park there. Normally, you know, you go down the pit lane, don't you, into an area, and it's really, really slow. But still, mm. I don't mind because it's an amazing way of doing it. Yeah. It just just a spectacular atmosphere. How the track goes through that stadium and the Mexican fans, they are rightly giving the race some atmosphere. It's rare to see an F1 race with an atmosphere, really, right? You know, I know, I'm sure yeah. you're there at Silverstone, it's amazing, but you, you don't often hear the crowd. But every time Perez was on the screen, right? He was, the, mm-hmm. the crowd was mm. insane. His dad was going mental. Did you see that picture of his son? who's also called Sergio Perez, on the podium looking at his dad. I thought that was quite cool. Mm. Yeah. And uh, a great result for Perez as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. First time ever for a Mexican on a podium of a Mexican Grand Prix. Uh, the Mexico GP. It was the Mexico City GP, isn't it, as well? Oh, is Italy. it? Ah. Yeah. It wasn't the Mexican GP. Sorry, Mexico City I GP. I quite then. understand. Is that what it is? Yeah. I do apologise. <laughs> yeah. Well, every other race yeah. is the country, isn't it? Oh, well, we'll have to look into that. It is, yeah. yeah. I didn't understand mm. that, but yeah. Yeah, very strange. Um, but fair play to Perez, he's come good towards the end of the season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, we were slating him for being completely not or useless. Yeah, we were. He's now actually doing his job. Which... When you've got nine million races in a season, you can find, you can get the speed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and shout out to Pierre Gasly. Oh, I was waiting for you to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I thought yeah. the number one fan. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just done an incredible job because he put it in P5 in qualifying and headed fourth from Bottas's incident and then he was he was there on pace because Leclerc ended up finishing about 20 seconds behind him. Yeah. Like the Ferraris couldn't get near Outpaced him. the Ferraris completely. Even though Ferrari switched over Sainz and Leclerc's order to try and push on for a bit. It didn't work out, so then they reversed mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Um, now, I'm looking at two different results sections here with have different timings, which is weird. But mm-hmm. potentially, Gasly was also the last car on the lead lap as well, which is astounding. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. According to the F1 website... Leclerc might be as well, right? Leclerc was on the lead lap, yeah. but according to the graphic that they put out, Leclerc was last. Yeah. So maybe the website is more up to date afterwards, but um, um, I actually think yeah, Leclerc 
wasn't lapped because he was the last person to finish. I remember seeing ah, that on the side go. where they have the little checkered flag symbols. Because okay. I was thinking, why hasn't Leclerc finished and everyone else has? It must have been right mm. close at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, either way, Gasly um, mm. smashed it. And, you know, you didn't see him at all in the race. I was going to say, apparently yeah. he did, because I don't know he was there. God, it yeah. cut, it <laughs> cut during well. a lull to just Gasly on board. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, I would have yeah. done that same if I was the director. Let's just give him a shout out. Oh, yeah. Uh, superb, superb result. I mean, maybe the Honda engine has still got slight altitude advantage-ish. But you don't know that. And you have to still have to do the job. And I just thought, wow, to smash Ferraris on form when they've qualified well is a really amazing yeah. job. That was a, it was a big result for them as well. Yeah. Because Alonso only got two points, and it means that Alpine and Alfa are level Ooh, points. that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Both on 106. Um, yeah, Alonso said, which... amazing race execution from the team there. And I thought, oh, was it? <laughs> Better than the qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. And after, I was quite impressed with Gasly after the race, because immediately on the radio after the race, he says, right, that's us level on points. Like, how did you work oh, that Oh, that's really? mad. So he does yeah. it. He must. He must have seen on the screen where Alonso mm. was, because it showed you the video clip on the best day on board or best day TV. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. And uh, so he must have seen where Alonso finished on the screen and worked it out. But if I had just been driving around in thirty degree heat <laughs> for an hour and a half, there's no way I'm doing that. Path. It, it also just shows perhaps how uh, on his own he was. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably working out. Just a bit race. of mental arithmetic keeps keeps the brain going. <laughs> Mm. I Raikkonen afterwards said oh, well what much happened there I mean after that one it just that was it I was like alright fair <laughs> enough yeah, yeah. agree Kimmy that's how I feel that's why I turned over to watch the Italian uh, not Italian the Milan derby at one point wow yeah I'd three, three quarters of the race on mute and in the last quarter I'll watch again later because it was, it was a boring yeah I mean Perez was having a little jibe, jibe mm. at Hamilton there but I think it was uh, under control based upon uh, just how difficult it was to overtake in this particular race. Maybe it was temperature related. Possibly as well. And well done to Perez for not attempting something stupid as well. Oh, right, I was thinking, here we go. <laughs> this is a last, into yeah. the stadium, last lap dive. Yeah. But, he did have a dive, but he was, about, he was from like a second back. Yeah. So it, yeah. was, it was nowhere near. Um, I didn't see Vettel at all during the race either. P7's a good result. Other than... I felt like his rejoin on lap one across the grass back to track was borderline dangerous. Um, there was, yeah, there was barely, a, there wasn't a replay on the broadcast. You had to watch the best of onboards clip on the Formula One YouTube channel afterwards. And it's not mm. direct, you don't get the view from the car he comes back across in front of, I don't think. Oh, is it Perez's on board? You can see him. Yeah, basically he cuts across from the right on the grass. So on the inside of turn three not the outside of turn three and he comes back across the track and I thought oof that's sketchy um, but anyway there wasn't contact I think it was on across the front of a Ferrari um, anyway in the end it was fine but uh, anonymous race but that's actually a solid result for that for that Aston Martin yeah definitely mm, so drivers championship stand for the bottom up I suppose it's now 10 points to 1 in favour of Raikkonen which isn't a good look for Antonio. Your favourite driver. Uh, Well, strategy Mm -hmm. ruined once again. Mm. Uh, Vettel's now up to 42 points, just behind Ocon. Alonso's still ahead. Gasly's up to 9. Norris, as we said, has dropped to 5th. Still ahead of the clerk. Bottas and Perez has closed up a bit. So there's 20 points in it, so there might be a fight for Mm 3rd. Mm-hmm. And then the lead gap is nine points now. Does Bottas still have a chance? Because he no, I think he's out. Yeah, right, he did at the start of the race, right? Yeah, he did apparently. Yeah, nineteen points at top. I think nine. Oh yeah, nineteen. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're right. At the start of the race, he did have a chance, and then Danny Ricardo swiftly ended that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the constructors, I guess there's four fights still going on. Really, only mm. three. Williams and Alfa Romeo is now down to twelve points. Which I, I'm still, still struggling to see changing. As uh, well, hang on a minute, it might rain in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> if Haas win a race. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about Haas. 
uh, Mazepin's still being Cubits. Oh, that was the update I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's the F1's version of Sam Smeltwatch. <laughs> Where does Mazepin in the standards? He's still last. <laughs> so, uh, after an Alpina level, the Ferrari's taking advantage in third, then a 13.5 points ahead of McLaren. Mm. And Mercedes now will have a one-point lead at the top. I don't really care about the Constructors' Championship normally, but this mm. this year I'm riveted by it because there's so much at stake. Yeah. Going into a new season with budgetary caps and all sorts going on and new rules at the same time, it's like, wow, yeah, who's going to finish third? Who's going to finish fifth? Who's going to finish first? And ninth. You know, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All of the numbers. Yeah, every who's going to finish <laughs> first, second, third, fourth? I think the only one that's kind of set was two that's set is Aston Martin in yeah. seventh because yeah. they're just not going anywhere. And then Haas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I put yeah. my money on Haas, and it's going to point. I know there's five races Ooh. left, but I'm putting that's my money a on. That's semi-tempting it. wager. That is not that we mm. gamble. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> Eighteen plus B gamble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what have we got left next in Brazil? Mm-hmm. Brazil. And there's a load of Middle Eastern ones. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm I just can't... trying to remember. Is there four or five races left? I feel like it's four. Uh... I'm going to say four. I'm going to say it with confidence and then people will just suspect it's yes, right. It's four. It was <laughs> five, including Mexico, so yeah, it must be four. Yeah, so Brazil next, then Qatar, yeah. then Saudi Arabia, yeah. which will be finished. According to the yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, finishing up with the new and improved Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so actually, apart uh, after Brazil, yeah. I'm not overly excited for those tracks, but thinking about it, I kind of am because you've got two new ones and one revised one. Yeah. So who knows? You never know, right? You never know. Except the sale's <laughs> going to be rubbish. Indeed. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> Abu Dhabi might be better. Asta- Brazil, yeah, looking yeah. forward to Brazil always. Always. Yeah, missed that last year. Yep. Oh, it's kind of been a Red Bull track the past few years, so... Who knows? Who knows? I think if Max mm. wins, it's over. Yep. But, we'll see. Uh, post-race news? Yep. I feel like you still have a lot of uh, stingers for these, like, news. <laughs> just <laughs> edit that for week now, you just said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to make a little one for uh, Fernando Alonso's FIA <laughs> sessions. <laughs> Because every week he seemed to have been doing something to challenge FIA, but he was quite quiet this week. I didn't see him do anything. Yeah, he just said before the race that it's, oh, what did he say now? It's not petulance, it's to try and better the rules or something. Oh, I can't remember now. Oh, no, it's not because he's boredom because there's not, nothing to fight, which is what we predicted. So it's, he listened to us and counteracted yeah. to us. <laughs> a lot of people seem to listen to us. Yeah. They immediately change their minds. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the listening figures suggest that they don't, yes. but I think that they do. <laughs> yeah. It's been too many coincidences. Yeah. So, first race news. Yeah, so there was a weird story going about. Uh, Kevin Magnussen said that he was offered a volume seat and they were going to drop George Russell for him. Just bizarre. Uh, my question is, how much Carlsberg did he drink before that? <laughs> he did say that he would have to come up with a lot of sponsorship money. To make ah, it happen. Okay. So but there was the, they were going to drop Russell. There was an it. option there. It was pre takeover as well, wasn't it? Oh right. This is not now. This is like No, this was um mm. when Williams family was uh, still in control. Okay, well I could see that because they were desperate for the cash, right? Mm-hmm. Um and flattering for K Mag. Yeah. Weird one that. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, Nico Hockenberg will not be going to IndyCar despite testing in the Adams McLaren couple weeks ago, he used to say for personal reasons they won't be going to IndyCar. Yeah, it's because he'll be in the Alfa Romeo next year. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he saw the safety standards and went, yeah. ooh. <laughs> yeah, that would put you off. Yeah. Um, Chinese Grand Prix has been extended to 2025. Um, so it's been missing yeah. for two years. Is it the years. same track? I believe uh, so. I want him on Macau. Mind you, that's technically yes. not um, China, is it? Anyway, let's not get into the politics of, of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's due back on the calendar next year, mm-hmm. um, but it's being extended to twenty twenty five. F one's now brought in the Martin Brundle rule for <laughs> yes. F one. Now has he called it that, or is it actually called that? No, been, I think he's uh, called yeah, he has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has. Um, so 
celebrities are no longer allowed bodyguards on the grid and they're obliged to give Martin an interview if he comes and asks for it. <laughs> wasn't think, quite that, was it? I think it's any journalist that asks for it on the grid. They're kind of supposed to talk mm. to them. Uh, they're encouraged to, is what it says, but um, ah. if they don't want to, they have to be polite and decline. Uh, Not just ignore them or... Well, in practice, yeah. uh, I agree with this, but on paper even. Uh, but in practice, we'll see how it works out. Man, I completely messed that sentence yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Brundle said himself, he actually preferred it when people ignored them. Well, way. there's yeah. some funny stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's the whole thing with Serena Williams and... Yeah. Um, at the, the last race as well was he wanted to interview her just because she kept refusing every time he's tried so he's just like nope I'm going to keep trying <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah uh, probably the biggest news of mm. all time really is uh, Gabriel Sarkini has retired at age 59 former British touring car and world touring car champion I can't believe how long he's had a paid career for so that is ultimate yeah. respect for his driving ability and also his ability to wrangle a deal. <laughs> yes. To be fair, he won a world championship late in his 50s. Yep. Which I don't think many other people can claim. Yeah, so he is the oldest FIA world champion, I believe. And this year he won a WTCR race, so he's still up there competitive. In fact, just this last mm. weekend he finished fourth in a race in Italy. Um, so to be this age and still be paid by a manufacturer to drive, and still win races in this season is just incredible. And, uh, yeah, so if people are listening for a Formula 1 podcast, they might not be aware who he is. Although he is a former Formula 1 driver, so therefore it's relevant. <laughs> there we go. He, he, he scored one point, yep. I think. And I read that he had the record one point for most failed qualification he attempts. He did, he did. <laughs> but <laughs> he was driving for, like, uh, Osella... No. Colony. Yeah, Colony, yeah. Fond metal. Yeah. <laughs> so no one's ever heard of him. Yeah. It, it, too real for one season, yeah. right, I think. Yes. Oh, as a test driver. He has actually driver, been competitive in everything he's driven everything. in, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he was World Touring Car Champion in WTCC in uh, 2009. 2009. Yeah. And WTCR Champion in 2018. And, of course, British Touring Car Champion in 1994. So pretty distinguished. Mm-hmm. So hats yeah. off to him. Enjoy your retirement. Yeah. He'll still have a testing gig next year. Mark my words. He'll still <laughs> get. I want him. I just wanted him to be paid racing at the top level when he was sixty. That would have been cooler. But fair play. Yeah. And no idea who would um, replace him in Hyundai. But there we go. We'll find out. No. But a genuine legend yep. as well. Yep. Hats off. And. Um, and Max Chilton has been confirmed to have left Sicily Motorsport for next year. I didn't know he drove uh, for them, to be honest. <laughs> the, uh, oh, I think you said Max. Babies. I think you said Max. Oh, did I say Tom? No, you said Max. Oh, you, no, you did say Max. <laughs> oh, jeez. Tom Chilton. <laughs> I'm not going to re-record that. We'll leave there. No, just that. Uh, it's that. <laughs> again, yeah, it's fine. No, so no, I thought no. Tom's comment actually made more sense about Tom Chilton. Oh, right. I was, I, I was <laughs> joking as if because you said Max. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, I took it. It's Tom Chilton. It <laughs> works. Yeah, we never yeah, see it. You're right. <laughs> um, yes. British touring car yeah, news. Yeah, so Tom's away. Uh, the mm-hmm. the statement for the team kind of hinted that they wanted to keep him. Yeah. But it was Tom's decision, which I'm not too sure about. But uh, I think he has said this year he wants they, to be back in the first drive. Of course, the team car. wants to keep him. They've got the Chilton family money, <laughs> and that's very disrespectful. But it's also the truth. So come at me. <laughs> <laughs> at Tom H Ward on yeah. Twitter so if you want yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it come on no podium this season it's not a good year is it no, no. I wa- and we wanted him to um, do well it's just that's how it was who knows what he'll do next year though Tom Chilton and the team because uh, those you get the feeling he has a drive line yeah you do don't you it's so early on to announce it that you think right mm-hmm. I mean those cars are very expensive for that team to buy obviously they've got the car god sponsorship mm-hmm. which is great and Morgan won a couple of races, so I wish them all the best in finding a replacement driver who wants to take on that, mm-hmm. that BMW. Yeah, no idea who it would be. No. Maybe we should do a silly season speculation special podcast Indeed. over Christmas time. <laughs> yep. A five hour spectacular. The, fi- <laughs> 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 the return of Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us all out. 
Uh, I think that'll do all the news. Are you guys mm-hmm. got any more? Oh. Uh, there was only one other thing, wasn't there? The, um, they're trying to get rid of sausage curbs at most of the tracks. Oh, thank God. Uh, Good. After the two spinal fractures that occurred uh, in the USA mm. in W Series and I think it was a Formula 4 race. Nasty. Mm. Yeah, and they're trying to basically just get rid of them. It's the GPDA, Russell and Vettel, I think it is, are campaigning uh, okay. to get them removed. Oh, good, good, good idea. Good. Well, they've got the new rule next year, haven't they, with track limits being the white line or something? So yeah. there shouldn't. Is there a need for sausage curbs with that if that is enforced correctly? Exactly. Yeah. Because they came to the four again a couple of weeks ago because it was a was a European Formula Four free race. Right. Yes. Some of that at Monza where mm-hmm. the two Prima cars missed the second chicane together, trying side side by side. Both of them missed it. Mm-hmm. One of them flew over a sausage curb, and they both end up in the wall. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. So, no, I, just, I didn't see it, but I saw the the article about it. Yeah, I mean, sausage curbs have been nowhere near single seaters. No, nah. mm. and you can't build the track uh, just for Tory cars. No, nah, <laughs> exactly. you're going to have some single seaters there, regardless. So, yeah, I can't remember if it was Vettel or Russell, but one of them said, and it's a good quote: "I'd rather have a track limits debate than someone smashing off into a wall or breaking bones." Can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it Abby Eaton that broke her end up the fracture? It, it was, awesome. yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, if we can avoid that, it's probably best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Anything really? No, doing? that's it. That's it. I'm glad we talked about Taquini, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Brazil next week. We've got three in a row, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. We need to carve some time out to do some podcast recording. <laughs> Yeah, you're so gonna be busy editing. Oh, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Get those things ready. <laughs> Need to learn how to make them first. But... <laughs> uh, see, we'll be back next week uh, for the Brazilian Grand Prix, where I think probably Max will have all but wrapped up by now. Mm-hmm. We'll see you then. Yeah, yeah. Practice your Portuguese. Obrigado. I had your hat. I actually had a few phases written down for this and I put them in the Google Translate and they came off as Portuguese and not Spanish. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God I checked that. Preparation for next week. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get with Samba, Samba de Anigo and all that next week. But nice. I just have a quick message. If you've found this podcast somehow, magically. <laughs> well done. Yes, congratulations. And if you've listened to the end, wow, even better. Bonus points. <laughs> Please do follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's free and it, I don't know, helps the podcast get to a wider audience. Apparently. Allegedly. (laughs) Who clicked something then? I heard something. Was that me? No. It's me. Oh, God. Ruined up the... Ruined the end there. (laughs) (laughs) Professionals, as always. So, this is a quality you can get every week if you subscribe. (laughs) God, I was doing the big pitch and then I messed it up. Yeah. So, see you next week. See you then. Uh, see you later. What's goodbye in Portuguese? I should have said that, but I didn't know. <laughs>